I'm Chad Rutherman's. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Today, we're going to be talking about Plants vs. Zombies, which was developed and published originally by PopCap Games in 2009 and was released for Windows, iOS, and Android devices. Uh, it is since, of course, uh, because I don't need to tell you what this game is, <laughs> because it is on everything, you probably just incidentally own this game. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird for me to look at that, because I associate this so heavily as like being a phone game, mm-hmm. that it, but I was surprised to see that it's on like so many consoles. Yeah, what's super weird is... I originally played this game on PC, um, like, in, 2000, in 2009, no way, 2009, wow, uh, like, I said it with my mouth earlier mm-hmm. when I was reading it off of the information sheet, and, uh, just, it didn't register for me, the 2009, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely did have a smartphone at the time. But I didn't at all play it on the smartphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was introduced to PopCap games through a game called Peggle, uh, which it seems like the ideal type of phone game because it's so uh, like short sessions and uh, it's real simple and silly and like the the things that are like intrinsic to it are really like you make one move and then most of the game is just you watching how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies is a tower defense game, and I think, honestly, this game feels more at home on a PC, but the phone release obviously is probably what makes them the majority of their money off of this game. Yeah. It it came out at that time when, like, mobile games really, like, boomed, Mm -hmm. Uh, and you had shit like Angry Birds and Temple Run and... Jelly car, fruit ninja. fruit ninja. Take two uh, words, an adjective and a noun, and there's a mobile game that was called that. Yes, uh, and it's just really weird to look back on now, uh, like how much of a fad that was. Yeah, it's like everybody played those games for like the span of like three or four years, and then haven't thought about them since. Yeah, what's extremely strange, and this this segues nicely into what I want to talk about for the first part of the podcast, um, but the, the, the strangest thing about mobile games and their development over the years has been that previously mobile games were sort of these like very simple like flash game style games that were like time wasters and they had like simple concepts. Uh, there were a lot of like sort of puzzly games, and nowadays... Uh, Phone, mobile games are still popular, but it is a wider variety, and they're, like, all exclusively more exploitative than the ones that were, like, the stupid ones from before. <laughs> yeah. Now people are, like, fucking killing themselves over, like, fake slot machines and shit, and right. it's absurd. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was definitely a push around this time to have, like, more legitimate phone mm. games and popcap were a nice fit for it because like you mentioned they're a lot like flash games and that's what popcap started out as like when they made like bejeweled yeah and uh insane aquarium typer shark <laughs> typer shark um 
so yeah, they were kind of a natural fit to make a like higher quality phone game. Because like I think one of the things that sets Plants vs Zombies apart and like why we're talking about it is it's like it feels like a full game. Like it doesn't feel like a time waster. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few games from that time I downloaded, played through it, beat it, and then uninstalled it. You know, <laughs> like I just played it and finished it and it was done Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like designed to just stay on your phone and be a thing that you just kind of play indefinitely right they added more of that as time went on um it's a really weird game to think about because like especially if you view it in the context of like the pc version or god forbid the console versions as well uh it's like a mobile game that has very simple mechanics and is designed to be played in short, like, sessions that received, like, multiple major content updates over the course of its lifespan, Mm -hmm. where they added... Like, eventually we got an actual sequel, which I didn't play because it is exploitative as all hell. Uh, But the 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 original like started out with that campaign mode and it really felt like that's what they wanted to make. Mm-hmm. And then they added like there were bonus games. I think a few of those were in the base game. Uh and they added more of those and then a couple of like other little mini modes. They added the Zen Garden, which was like a clicker game that let you like uh waste your life waiting <laughs> for coins to pop up. Uh it it's it's super weird but points in the direction i think the game ended up going in the end yeah it it i feel like that makes sense though given how popular this game was mm-hmm. like it was just short of something like angry birds where like if it were just that little bit more popular it would have had a movie or like a <laughs> like a telltale would have licensed to make like an adventure game out of it or something yeah, that's an oh how the mighty have fallen in like two different ways there. Yeah, uh. <laughs> it just it it feels like it it was very popular when it came out, and then it just didn't have its legs were not quite long enough. Like mm. a lot of people were like, oh yeah, Plants vs Zombies, I remember that. Yep, and uh, that's kind of honestly even what made it show up on our list in the first place is that Plants vs Zombies was a thing that we both remembered. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I played it because I've played this game through multiple times. Uh, the ease of the mobile version back in like 2012 made it something that I just sort of like on one of those nostalgic kicks that you get for a game that was three years old at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, went back and like downloaded and played it because I just didn't have anything else to do. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it's a great in between classes in college game. Mm-hmm. And the mobile version now is a cesspool. It sure is. And I don't remember it being like that back then. It was not. I was going to say, I want to believe that it wasn't. Uh, but like for all I know, maybe it was. And I just didn't notice back then. But uh, yeah, it is filled with ads. Mm-hmm. Like every time you finish a level, it's an ad for some kind of crappy, like cheaply made like asset flip uh mobile game and it's like that deceptive pop-up bullshit where like if you try to click the x on the screen it takes you to the app store and so what i ended up having to start doing was like at just click on that ad and then close the app store immediately and then click on the game 
because that was faster than trying to actually just close the window. Yeah, and not only that, but like, the, okay, so the game, and I believe Pop, PopCap as an entire company, uh, was purchased by uh, Electronic Arts, um, which they look at PopCap and they go, you make popular games that are very small and cheap, so instead, you're going to make very popular games that are free and are going to follow the, like, weird in-app purchases model, mm-hmm. which is hysterical for a game like Plants vs. Zombies. Like, looking at this, it is stupid. Like, the there's no reason that you would ever actually want to spend money on microtransactions. The only way that you would spend any money on this game as, like, a normal, rationally thinking person, or, like... Somebody who, like, values 99 cents to the point where you are like, I'm not going to spend a dollar to make the game slightly smoother. Mm -hmm. The only way you would spend that money is to remove these terrible ads. And I know that it is us, having not played a lot of mobile games Mm -hmm. uh, that aren't mobile games that you pay money for up front and therefore do not have ads... But I know that this is every game. It, it's not even so much that there are ads so much as, like, it's so blatantly, like... Shit? Y- yeah, it's like, it the, <laughs> the whole, like, you can't click the X thing is, like, I thought we were past that as a thing. Absolutely Like, not. that, it just feels so, like, so terrible mm-hmm. to, like, put that in a game. And they have, like multiple fake timers on them like it really is it feels like the most maliciously designed advertising mm-hmm. and they're not even good games like they're not even anything you've ever heard of it's or, just like we want to play yeah like so bizarre yeah it, it, it it's weird like the ads seem to be designed to make you not want to play the shitty game they're advertising yeah like it it legitimately feels like a Mm pop-up like it it feels like an ad for something that isn't real and that if you clicked on it it would like give you a virus Virus. (laughs) uh yeah that is exactly what it feels like and what actually is happening i'm sure is these companies that are pumping out these shitty games purchase advertising from an agency Mm -hmm. and then people who make games that people actually want to play the agency provides ads to them so that people will see the ads and they will make revenue uh and like the the company that paid the agency will then pay the company so like ea the one of the largest game producing companies in the entire world did not personally liaise with the makers of fucking weird like zombie game where you play as a girl wearing like weird booty shorts <laughs> and they're like gunning down mountains of zombies that crawl on each other world war z style mm-hmm. like that meeting didn't happen <laughs> right and then they just put bullshit over top of the video that they were provided to make it worse by like making the timer not be a real thing and then at the end of it it just fucking yanks you out of the app and puts you in the app store which i find like concerning i feel like it shouldn't be able to do that Mm -hmm. but it does uh 
there's just a lot of problems with these ads and there's a lot of problems with the fact that it's just an accepted thing so we're gonna now talk about plants versus zombies the video game but i full-throated denounce <laughs> the idea of playing this game on mobile or for that matter like any game that uses these ads on mobile like if people generally could avoid this and make it a not good marketing tactic that would be amazing mm -hmm. but that isn't going to happen and no one's going to change the way that predatory <laughs> marketing works so uh we should move on <laughs> yes we should try and remember to put a time stamp to skip that conversation to people who who don't care. But make it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and if you click and then on have, the time it stamp... It takes you to the app store. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> to download the NoClip app. <laughs> All right. Uh, so as I mentioned before, we got super off track, or mm -hmm. on track, justice for mobile games. Mm -hmm. Uh uh, we talked about how this game is a tower defense game and uh, probably is the single most successful tower defense game ever made, like as far as like <laughs> popularity goes. Uh, it's not a super huge genre. At least that's my reasoning for saying that. Mm -hmm. uh, I say I don't really have the context because I don't usually play tower defense. Yeah, but I would say most people would probably have that same response to that. They'd be like, I don't know. Uh -huh. I mean, I don't know for sure. There might be a big tower defense game out there that's like that fucking floors this game, but I just kind of doubt it. Mm -hmm. um, and the gameplay is really simple. Um, and I think my biggest issue that I have with it at, from a design perspective is that I feel like the game has a bunch of depth, but it's way too easy for you to ever have to tap into any of it. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, it is easy to fall back on like specific strategies. And it's hard to say exactly what you'd need to do to fix it because i do it does feel like there's a lot of checks and balances in there like the balancing's not bad i wouldn't say it's just maybe it's, it has to do with like the like the enemy variety like how many of specific enemies it throws at you mm. uh to like kind of counter like popular strategies or whatever but um yeah i find myself like I have, like, a back four rows that are, like, always the same plants. Mm -hmm. You know, like, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's... it's The the one time that it gets to shake up what your, like, necessary strategies are going to be are on the levels where it changes the layout of the uh, stage that you're on. So the game has, like, four different like variations that it wants to cycle through so you have like the lawn then you have the lawn but it has a pool in it which is the middle two lanes are water which restricts certain planting there's nighttime which cycles through on one side is there a difference in that you have to use mushrooms and you don't yeah, and you, you don't, don't get, get sun you don't get sky. sunlight um yeah, you have to rely more on mushrooms. There's the headstones mm. that you have to worry about. I forgot about the headstones. Yeah. Uh, and then the roof is the last one. Uh, and then does get you to change what you're doing, but usually just to another very similar strategy. Yeah, they, they are nice, like, variety, like, difference in kind kind of things, but 
they each go for like what 10 levels Mm -hmm. or so and you adapt to it within like the first two and then it's just not an issue you know i will give a special shout out to fog for never really letting you adapt to it but the other part of fog is that it's frustrating like yeah because it's it, it really is like you have to spend in order to be successful in the long run of a of a like level of this game you really have to spend your first like however many turns or some amount of time depending on how you want to look at it uh setting up like getting resources because mm-hmm. it's a strategy type gotta, of game yeah i gotta plant your sunflowers yeah you get the sunflowers you get the sunshrooms mm-hmm. uh and so basically you just have to like hope a lot of the time like you react in like the best way you can to things yeah that's one of my least favorite things is usually i'll set up what i think is like a good um setup and you it seems like you just get like unlucky that like they threw a bunch of stuff at you on the bottom row and like you weren't prepared for it and you don't have enough um sun for like a walnut or whatever they're called yeah um to like block so that you can like set up some other shit and like it just seems like you kind of just like drew the short straw (laughs) <laughs> sometimes and there's nothing you can really do about it unless mm. you happen to have enough sun yeah. in the bank yeah that's actually it's kind of what makes um so there's a bonus game uh that i do want to talk about because it's interesting uh where i think it's called last stand um but the concept of it is you can't plant sunflowers you don't get sun during the match mm-hmm. uh it's you just start with a bank and then you set up a a uh, layout and then let people and let the zombies come and what's interesting about this is that it is dead simple like it's almost impossible to lose and the number of like uh the the number of, of enemies they actually send at you is like way higher and way harder than anything that comes to you during the main like quote-unquote adventure mode of the game mm-hmm. and it, it really is like the the difficulty comes from not being able to prepare, but then longer levels end up suffering, even though in your head, those are the most satisfying levels because you get to set up your like symmetrical, right? Like everything in the right place design. And then like, maybe even you're like, I can make some improvements to this. You like go back, like I don't need this sunflower anymore. Put in a new plant in the back increase your firepower Mm -hmm. but it's not doing anything because you you already won that match uh half of the level ago when you finally like set up your last set of things Mm -hmm. and like i don't there are things that they do to try and shake that up but you have so many options that i feel like unless you were just woefully unprepared once you have like an actual like tower to defend the the match is just over at that point yeah and it feels like they kind of tried to account for like what i was uh what i was what i brought up where you just kind of get fucked um (laughs) and you don't have enough time to adapt by putting in the lawnmowers Mm -hmm. but at the same time like the lawnmowers end up feeling like too big of a crutch but like and but as you and also as you said like on the other hand it's really easy to just set up an impenetrable wall of plants and not be in any danger at all. So like, I don't know. Yeah. There's something about it. Uh, the, 
the numbers that does need to be tweaked, but it's hard to point at exactly what it is. Yeah, I agree with that. It is difficult to tell. I think what it, I think part of it is intentional. I think they don't want this game to be difficult, and on top of that, I, I think they want you to win more than not not more than you lose. I, I think they just want you to win like every <laughs> single thing. Yeah, because it's almost impossible. Uh, like I, I've said this twice now, almost impossible to lose. That's not entirely true. There are definitely some like the depending on your skill level and experience with the game, there's all kinds of shit that can go wrong, uh, especially if you're new to tower defense games as a genre. But it is so slow to ramp up. It feels like the entire adventure mode, like every ten levels, is a big tutorial for the last level. And then they sprinkle some like mini games in there to break it up. Mm -hmm. And it makes it less satisfying to go back to than I remembered it being. Yeah. And also, I think there's not enough variation level to level. Like, it can feel like playing the same level 10 times in a row. Mm -hmm. Because, like, um, as you were saying earlier, it's just like the same strategy just always works. And so it's just like you don't even really notice the ways in which I'm sure they're tweaking the difficulty level to level because you can just keep doing the same thing. Yeah. It it, it becomes like... Because there... I, I want to shout out a couple of, uh, like, zombie types that they use arguably too infrequently. Yeah, I mean, there is a nice level of variety, but they don't utilize it fully. Yeah. The, the roof levels get a bit of a pass for me because they introduce new stuff all the time, and the stuff that they introduce is incredibly disruptive uh you can't sit behind your walnuts and tall nuts when they're ladder zombies you have to do something about that whether it is the like brute force strategy of just as if they put uh, a ladder down you just put another wall in front <laughs> of it uh which tends to be my go-to uh-huh or like you pack the magnet plant guys who will take the ladders away and not let them climb over them because they put the ladders there just there forever um the jack-in-the-box zombies are an interesting concept uh because they walk forward for a while and then they'll stomp and the thing pops out and it blows up all of your plants in like a small area and they're they died so fucking easy mm-hmm. that like they it's almost never a threat like it rarely comes up that it matters uh the disco zombies which in the original version of the game uh this is a fun fact for anybody who didn't play plants vs zombies in 2009 wore the uh michael jackson thriller costume mm-hmm. and then he died and so they changed them to uh, like be a 70s afro disco man yeah i thought it was just that like they didn't ask permission to use his likeness <laughs> and like his estate found out that they did and were like sent a cease and desist like change this that could also be it but i honestly don't know uh uh, my assumption, because it was so close to when he died. Yeah, I mean, I'm that sure that was the that factored into it. Mm. He himself probably wouldn't have cared. <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, but yeah, like there are a couple of those those enemy types. The zambonis, I think, are also a good call, like mm-hmm. uh, forcing you to like do something about them immediately. Uh, 
all these are all great like little decisions but they come infrequently enough and there are too many ways of circumventing them uh during levels where you have the little spike guys available to you mm-hmm. uh they like they're so good outside of their intended purpose of just killing the, Z- the zambonis that there's no reason not to just use them anyway right so like that is even like they serve too much of a dual purpose so it doesn't feel like a trade-off anymore right and aren't there zombies that like bungee jump down and can like steal your plants yeah and stuff? on the roof levels they the, the bungee zombies can like drop zombies off or pick your stuff up those are good yeah i feel like they're too slow to ramp up to that stuff mm-hmm. uh and I think they could also stand to like mix it, like mix and match, like the uh, enemy, like the I don't know if it's positioning because they come at you in waves, but like have like a door zombie followed by like several other dudes, so you have to deal with the door guy first. It's like they do that sort of stuff like surprisingly infrequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super strange that it doesn't like come up more often like i i guess because of what i was saying about them it it being designed to let you win more times than not it just feels like it should have not the mini games and the bonus games which are like hard because they're drastically mechanically different than anything else regular levels that are just hard to play Mm -hmm. there's a survival mode i know I don't know if it's in the most recent version, but it was in the PC version when I played that. And it was sort of uh, more interesting because it did have to ramp up in order. And it also, it feels like an actual traditional tower defense game, which is more of a survival. I mean, not always, but the ones that I've played have a tendency to, to go for that survival aspect. Like you're doomed to failure eventually right but it because it gets to ramp up they get to throw more of these things at you it's like tetris it's like tetris Mm -hmm. it's like plants versus tetris it it goes on long enough and it will eventually get hard enough to to beat you down yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh do you want to shift to talking more positively about the game i do yeah uh so one big thing i wanted to talk about and i think it's the probably the big reason why this game was so popular is the presentation. Mm-hmm. I think it's often uh, understated just how important uh, visuals and presentation are to games, especially in circles of people who like to talk like really seriously about video games. Um, because I don't think like it, I know for me, I probably never ever would have played a game like this if it weren't for the charm and the personality and like the visual style of this. Yeah. And I imagine that that's true of most people who've played this. Yeah. There's something like, I mean, I I was not young, but younger when this game released and I will. And like the concept on its own of like a tower defense where your tower is made up of, of plants and the fact that they got to sort of, personify like the uh function of what the buildings actually do with different kinds of plants is interesting like it's 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 
cool because it is unusual. Uh, and then, like, the introduction of zombies into it, like, just felt sort of like, okay. But the game has its own style, and mm-hmm. it brings a lot of life into them. And uh, even has, like, the, they call it the almanac in the uh, in the game, but it, it's just, like, a list of, like, all the plants and, like, details about them and shit. Like, you can tell they put a lot of time, and the art style is really, like, cute and nice. And I like, I don't know, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I wanted. I said this on the Katamari episode of the main podcast, but I think this has an element to its design that feels very Nintendo to me, um, and it's in those details like the the walnuts have the little smiley face, mm-hmm. and as they get worn down, the smile droops to a frown. Like you have a visual indicator, and a lot of the different plants you can tell what they do just by looking at them and it's just like that kind of design like the aesthetic design tying in to the mechanical design so well it just it's a big strength of the game i think yeah it goes for the enemies too like you have a pretty good idea what they're gonna do uh with some exceptions with the more weird ones (laughs) but like you know like the football player is gonna be harder to kill or the one with the the door is like a shield and the ones with the helmets and it just, it makes this kind of intuitive sense. Yeah. And on top of that, like you don't even, they they do a good enough job of communicating function without words that even though most of the plants have like some form of description, uh, the zombies do not. So you kind of have to be able to get a sense of what they do and you can intuit where your plants are going to be useful based solely on what they look like. Mm-hmm. And there are a couple of instances that I think are like, question not questionable, I guess, like in the traditional sense, but like they are they are worse at this than the others. Like I think like the the blover, which is a clover that acts as a fan, mm-hmm. being a one time use thing, doesn't read to me in the way that like the cherry bomb does right (laughs) like it it doesn't feel like it's it should be that and it can like kind of trip you up yeah and once you do find out it's one use you go oh and then never Never use use it it again (laughs) yeah i i do think that sort of thing is worth it though given that they managed to um to implement 49 different plants like that is true that's really impressive yeah that they managed to get that kind of variety i feel like they're paced out really well like you get one new thing per level basically and so it prevents the game from needing to really have tutorials like as you said um they do give you a little blurb about like what the plant does but i think you could safely ignore them all the the text and be fine yeah i I think is a testament to the what's really good about the design of this game I think that you're right. I, I think a lot of the time... The, okay, it's the tutorial thing that I'm like kind of sticking on. Mm-hmm. The game definitely doesn't need a tutorial for a number of reasons, including it just kind of being easy in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do a thing that games do, uh, and it's not a bad idea, where after they introduce a new plant, they put you in a situation where it will be useful. Mm-hmm. They say like, "Oh, you get the, you get the blower," and then the next level is gonna have lots of balloon guys, so you can put those down, blow them away, and then you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And 
the the strength i think is that when they introduce something new they don't then make it mandatory like there are multiple ways of doing of dealing with a lot of the threats that you're going to come across and so that that like that style of design lets you exert sort of like your own will over it and I like I think that's part of the game's success is I think that like you personally feel like you are making choices and you're like, oh, well, this is like you can sit there and be like, this is the Chad strategy right here. <laughs> the Chadigy. This is the Chadigy where you put this guy here and this this dude here and then you make these spires or whatever. Like it, your choices feel like they're your own and what plants you prefer to use doesn't necessarily have to come down to like mechanical bestedness. Right. Yeah. It, like you said early on, it, it there is a lot of depth there. Uh, just unfortunate that it, it's not necessary a lot of the time but like yeah you can there's a lot of different plants that can deal with different threats in different ways so like it is you do have like a really huge toolbox oh also i want to shout out the uh the uh since you mentioned the smiley faces on everything mm-hmm. uh the uh tall nuts as opposed to the walnuts uh, st- instead of starting happy and becoming sad, start stern, and then dr- there's a single tear that shows up, which mm-hmm. is a great gag. Uh, this game is actually kind of funny at times. Yeah, it's got its own little like quirky sense of humor, uh, but it's pretty light, mm-hmm. I think, and it's probably embodied the best by Crazy Dave, the the NPC character that sells you stuff. I was going to say that the one major miss for me was Crazy Dave. Really? I mean, I don't love him or anything, but like, I feel like he's an embodiment of like the attitude of the game to me. Okay, I don't disagree with that part. I, I think that Crazy Dave is written in a way where he he's like a dumber version of like the Deadpool fourth wall like breaking trope mm-hmm. where he's explaining to you game mechanics and they're framing it as him being an insane person and I, I get that and I think it's cool in a, in concept mm-hmm. I think that he's written in a way that makes his dialogue unbearable to read <laughs> uh, but I think that the smaller things around it I agree that he is like the, the idea of him and, like, him explaining to you what the game is and, like, having a car out back that he sells, like, shit. Essentially, sentient plant weapons <laughs> out of is definitely within the game's, like, purview of yeah. how it's going to tackle comedy. Yeah, and his little, like, voice blurbs are always amusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to get him and, uh, in crazy eddie from uh, oh god from uh, night trap <laughs> yeah i need to get them together uh let's get yeah that's gonna those are in the hall of fame of uh <laughs> bizarre npcs uh so i wanted to mention the music mm-hmm. and it's it stood out to me uh, not just because it has like a spooky kind of slant to it uh, because it it deals with zombies as its subject matter, but like it it feels like it has a lot of sensibilities that like older game music had, where there aren't a ton of tracks 
or like a lot of like different kinds of instruments and sounds they could work with. So they had to really like fall back on uh, just like writing a catchy melody that can loop uh, for on repeat for a while. So you won't get tired of hearing it. And like, you know, just those really like strong fundamentals that you had to have with older game music to make it not bad. Yeah. So I, this has a lot of those qualities that like an, a Super Nintendo game soundtrack would have. I'm going to, I will admit that I won't have a ton of context for this because I played most of this without With the sound, sound off, yeah. Classic. Yeah. But uh, I do have memories of the sound from when I played it before. Uh, the big thing, I, I think that you you're hitting on the right thing when you say that it feels like they were limited in there. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to have the same instrumentation as the CD that you buy to, at Halloween to put in a, yeah. yeah, like a hidden boom box on your front porch to mm-hmm. give some atmosphere. Uh, and they do a lot with that limited sort of like tool set. Yeah. Like they're probably just making this in like a, uh, some, on PC music editor. Like, nobody played live music for right. a lot of this, so... They didn't quite spin straw into golds, but they they spun it into silver, I think. Uh, I don't actually have a ton else uh, beyond this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you do. Uh, the only other thing I have, and we kind of, I kind of missed my opportunity f- to mention it early on, was just like, or maybe I already did mention this, just kind of offhand. I don't remember, but I'll say it again. Uh, is th- when this game came out was kind of like during the zombie craze mm. in of the late two thousands, if you remember that. Uh, and I just think it's it's cool how they took that. And did like a cheeky. It's not like parody, but like they they do like a cutesy little thing like w- with zombies. Like they kind of just take the theme and do something totally unique with it. I just always thought that was a cool aspect. Like it's really clever. Like I'm sure that also lent to this game's popularity. That like zombies were popular at the time. Yeah, and they did zombies in like an extremely kid-friendly sort of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, like, in the context of the narrative mm-hmm. of the game, uh, you aren't... Like, you own the house, I assume, but, like, there are parts where, like, the zombies will send you notes, and the notes are, like, you know, like, uh, they'll pretend to be your mom and tell you to come over to her place instead and mm-hmm. leave your doors open and shit. Like, it's all of these, like, little bits in there that make the zombies, like, they give them... I used the uh, Dawn of the Dead tagline at the beginning of this episode, but they are Romero zombies in as much as they walk slowly and are, like... I don't know, they hunger for brains and shit. They're like the regular ass mm-hmm. zombie. And, uh, man, like, it's, they play them so silly that I, it just, like, works really well in the context of the game. Yeah, and another uh, weird comparison to Night Trap, <laughs> they do kind of feel a bit like the Augers, where they're, like, cartoon show villains. Mm-hmm. Like, they aren't 
actually threatening. It, it, like, they never actually seem to want to get to you. They want to get into your house. Right. Which is kind of weird when you stop to think about it. <laughs> uh, maybe they just want to hang out the whole time. Yeah, it is weird that they that they tell you to leave. You yeah. think that they would want your brain specifically, but I don't know. They can ambush you when you come back. <laughs> uh, Maybe you have everyone in town in your house. That's why they sent so many zombies to get in. Yeah, you actually are a tower and just full of millions of, of, of residents. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Also, like the augers, they're basically a like slower and less threatening version of the monster that they're based on. Yep. So, yeah. Good. No, no sexy teenagers in this game, though. <laughs> you have to imagine the sexy teenagers. <laughs> they're the ones you're protecting. Oh, just me? No. Oh, sorry. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> do we have? floral thoughts um it's kind of hard with this one um the this man i agree (laughs) yeah the 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 most recent mobile playthrough definitely soured my uh my thoughts of this game um but i'm gonna try and just put all that on ea um which isn't hard to do no so i i think this game is a standout from its time like to its contemporaries it's a phone game like we actually bothered to talk about from that era and i think it does hold up um it does it feels a little short or like it, it like it's uh, this is a complex issue but like i when i when i call a game short i, I think it feels like it wasn't fully fleshed out mm-hmm. i i don't just dislike short games for being short uh but it, it feels like it 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 leaves you wanting a little a bit more like feels like it could have had a little bit more content could have fleshed things out a bit more like we were saying um could have been a bit more difficult could have had another area added on that ramped things up a bit more um but overall like it's oozing with charm and personality the presentation's great the surprising variety of both plants and zombies like the presentation is really what elevates this game for me and yeah yeah like it's not amazing um it didn't hold up quite as well as i thought maybe it might because i do remember this game pretty fondly but it is still very good it's like solidly made yeah it is a good core yes yeah uh, no, I agree with most of that. I, I want to say that this game is good in the way that it presents itself in that it is not saying when you purchase the game or don't purchase the game and sit through a million shitty ads. Uh-huh. Uh, I had to get my last bit in there too. <laughs> uh, Just jab the, the knife in there. Uh, that you're like signing up for like the next big tower defense game. It's like this is a silly plant game that you you know play in your free time, and for what it is, like you don't necessarily want to be challenged too harshly. 
in a game that you were playing on your phone on the bus. Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes sense the way that it's designed. Um, but yeah, I think like Monument Valley, actually, I feel like uh, a sequel rather than ruining the game could have increased like the the amount of like engagement that it could have with you. Like the fact that a lot of times you just have to guess at what you're going to take into a fight and then you just end up winning even if you guessed wrong mm-hmm. a lot of the time is a shame. Like, I wish that there were more situations that required more critical thinking. But outside of that, the game is still cute. The game did occupy my time the way that it was supposed to. Uh, and I was never, like, bored when I was playing. Like, it definitely always keeps you, uh, like, focused uh, until, like, the very end game type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, I, I still, I still like this game. Uh, and I'm curious if I boot up the PC version, which it claims that I have like 200 hours. Jesus. On, which seems, <laughs> I do know what that was and it wasn't me playing it. Uh, did you leave the clicker thing up? I did. I oh, sure did. It I had... hate you. <laughs> uh, but that, that, I mean, that, that sort of is my point is I'm not opposed to games like this. Uh, even if I don't play them a lot, like I definitely see the value in games that are more time wasty. Not a lot. Not 200 a... hours. <laughs> <laughs> Would beg to differ. Oh yeah. Not uh, mm, often. Is that a better word? With, fre- with a lot of frequency. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. This one's good, though. Thank you for listening to me. Oh, hey. Hey, what are we doing? We didn't pick a thing, yeah. Classic us. Yeah. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about The Unfinished Swan, which was, I believe, the first game from the developers of uh, What Remains of Edith Finch. Yeah. And uh, so, and a game that we've wanted to play for a long time and then just haven't. Didn't? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, looking forward to that. Yeah. If you've listened this far and you haven't played Edith Finch, totally play that. Yeah. It's, it's great. G- it's a good game. Yeah. Uh, until that time, you can play Edith Finch and also get a hold of us by going to our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find links to our email, our Twitter, the Discord. You can listen to all of our old episodes, uh, including we've never done a tower defense game before. Nope. Uh, But other mobile games. We mentioned Monument Valley. Yeah, Monument Valley. Night Trap. (laughs) We did talk about Night Trap a lot. (laughs) Uh, That's a good episode. Go listen to that. Yep. uh, oh, God, Andy. <laughs> uh, the last plants outside have gone down. Our defenses are totally down. There's nothing stopping the audience from getting to our like button. Oh, no. <laughs> Keep your filthy hands off the like button. <laughs>